Righty. Morning, everyone, again. Uh, so as, um, as Dale was just talking about, uh, I guess I've said this before in, in, a, in the talks that we have here, sometimes we give the punchline out before we, we start with a story. Sort of done that again today, sort of deliberately. Uh, today we're going to talk about small groups or, or life groups or stuff like that. So, and people have some, you know, there might be some people here who this is all whole church thing's pretty fresh to them, no idea what that really means and what that looks like and is that a scary thing? That's all right, don't panic, you know, just be comfortable. No one's like forcing you, you know, you don't have to like sign your life away before you walk out the door. It's all very optional, okay, so don't, don't get too nervous about any of that. Um, and, and, and also, if you've been in churches for a long time, then different churches have different styles of small groups and, and I don't know about you, but I remember as a kid, um, as a family, we used to do prayer meeting, all right? and which is cool, right? Nothing wrong with that. But but as a kid, it was just like it was just seemed like two and a half hours on your knees. That's all it was, and that was our small group thing. And you just think, oh man, it's Wednesday night again. Here we go. Like you just sort of like you know put the socks on your knees or something like that to try. It was just like. But I don't know whatever your uh, your perception of that is, but but just hang with us for a while. Like hear us out, and and we're just going to I guess talk a little bit about about small group, uh, and and I guess in some ways we talking about doing, doing life in circles uh, and not in straight rows and I'll explain a little bit more about that in a minute. A few years ago, uh, it's probably around October, I mean it happened, started six or six, probably five, six, seven years ago but, but it sort of got a little bit intense about uh, around about October 2013 and that was this idea to actually start something here at the school, a faith community, a church that would specifically target or specifically be friendly towards or, or be, be um, acceptable or I don't know how you want to describe it, um, be appealing to people who don't normally do church, don't have a faith community of their own. Like, not saying they, they may or may not have any interest in God, but, but don't, don't normally get out of bed on a, on a weekend and, and, and come and share in a faith community. And so we, we sat around and a few of us sat around and started talking and, and the more we talked sort of the word got out a little bit and there's more people who were really excited about that and went you know what if there's going to be something happening we would love to be a part of it and and it was interesting that little journey uh we had to start with I guess it was Simo and I were talking although that, like I said the dream was sort of before our time but but as we started thinking about this maybe we could do this every sort of every week and, and make it sort of like a, a church and what people might think of a church as um we, we started thinking, well, you know, if we, if we could pull something off, we could have two or three families that might be able to help us and we could have this little, this little gathering, you know, by the end of the, you know, by the start of it we might have 20 or 30 people and, and you know, if we could continue that, just be really genuine about trying to help people who don't normally have a faith com a community um, to, to find Jesus in that space, in that sort of, sort of a format. And, you know, by the end of the year, you know, maybe we could have one or two people who, who might really appreciate what we've done and might, might come along and share with us and, and, and share in that journey. Um, and when we started Refresh, we had about 80-odd people. And again, not the numbers, or not it's about the numbers, but we were just like, whoa, hang on. We sort of scared ourselves a little bit. Um, we're just like, whoa, hang on a minute, we're not real sure how this is going to work. And, and there's some people who have just put in some um, incredible amounts of effort and and, and time along the way in all sorts of ministries, whether it's children's and catering and, and, and helping put out chairs and, and the whole array of the things that make each week happen, music and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and, and once we started, we realised that maybe, maybe this is not, not 
not too bad a place for, for people who don't normally have a faith community to turn up to. And I believe God has blessed us. And I know, you know, some of us here right now, you know, probably part of that journey. And it's, it's, it's happening. And I look out today, like, you know, I'm just standing there with, when, particularly with all the kids here and there's a lot more people in here with all those chairs filled and stuff like that. And you think, wow, we've got a little community here. It's so great. And I guess... Firstly, thank you for all those people who have put in such a big effort, who put in week in, week out, or maybe it's their roster this week and, and they get up early on a Saturday morning instead of sleeping in, and, or they're up Friday night doing stuff, or during the week preparing, whatever it is, thank you. Like, that's, like it's the collective efforts of everyone that have made this, this really possible. Um, but I guess as we've grown, uh, when we first started, um, I guess one thing for me personally, for Neil Redmond, I, I pretty much knew everyone who, who walked in the door. And... You know, I'd, I loved it. It was great. You'd say hello, and then I noticed. And then I noticed I would meet people in our community, like maybe at school or maybe maybe somewhere else, who said, "Oh, I've, I've been I've been to refresh a couple of times." And I'm like, "No, you haven't." <laughs> yes, I have. Like, who am I to argue with them? They've been to refresh. They've been to refresh. But it's like, no, I have never seen you there. And 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 as we've grown, as we've grown, like it's obviously not possible for one person to to get around everyone and to say hello and to be you know to be friendly and, and make sure everyone's included and make sure everyone's, you know, knows where the, the coffee cart is or know where to find the food or where the toilets are or, you know, to say thanks for coming and sharing in our community. Um, and so I guess in some ways we've, we've got to sort of maybe look as a, as a, as a community at, um, at how we go about really reaching, really being genuine. Um, you know, we try, I know we've, we've We've made mistakes, we don't do everything perfect all the time, I know that, and there's lots, sometimes you think, oh man, I forgot about this, and oh, no one's doing that today, and we try and make it, all that sort of stuff. That's okay. But, but when we do ministry here, I guess, I, I guess spiritually, as well as just socially, you know, on a, on a connection level, um, there's, I feel, there's more to church, or more to refresh, than sitting in rows if you know what I mean. So there's more to church than just turning up to a program, sitting up, you know, sitting in a program, everyone faces the same way except that one person up the front or, you know, half a dozen people up the front if we're doing music or something like that. And, you know, this one person yabbering on about whatever and hopefully it's half relevant to your life. Hopefully you can put, you know, you can gain application to what we say. That's the aim. No, we don't always hit the mark, but we, we have a shot at that. Um, but I feel that there's more to... There's more to our spiritual journey than just sitting in rows. There are, better, there are, there are other ways that we can complement our spiritual journey than just sitting in rows, and that's sitting in circles. Um, let, me explain, let, me, let me explain what I mean by that. Um, I think we can take things... I think we can take our spiritual journey to another level when we sit in circles, not in rows. And what I mean by that, and I'm not saying rows aren't good, I think, you know, it's, yeah, we come together, we, we listen, we've got, you know, we do worship together, and that's just like, collectively, I, I really love that. But if we can sit in a small group of people, with a small group of people, and actually hammer out some of the, the like, you know, the, the, the Bible messages, and actually talk about how that's relevant to us, and we can ask, start asking the hard questions, we can say, you know what, I don't actually know if I believe that. That's okay. But we get, to those, we get those opportunities in a small group, in a, in a um, sitting in rows. I don't think we've actually had it yet, but 
no one's actually gone, Neil, don't agree with you. I mean, you probably have thought that, I'm guessing, maybe, you know, like, or someone else, like, no, nah, don't agree with you, but no one's had the guts to shout that out, right? So we don't, it's not usually what happens. If it does, well, I guess we'll deal with it if it ever does, but, um, but you know, normally you stand up here and everyone sits there nice and polite and hopefully they don't nod off and all those sort of things, right? But, but you know, normally you sit there and you listen to the speaker, or, you know, and, and we just sort of take it in. But when we sit in circles, it takes our spiritual... It can take our, our spiritual life to a whole new level. Um, and as Dale was just saying before, you know, like his experience of, of his journey in small groups, there's a support that happens in a small group that you just can't get when you sit in straight rows. And I guess from that we say, you know, that, that circles are better than, than rows. But sitting in circles can be much, um, uh, much better. With our... With our student ministries that we do, or our young kids, our XP3, 252 if they're in high school, uh, primary school I should say, um, our Sprouts, so that's our little, you know, little kids, sort of four, five, six year olds, and then even our little fellas. Probably not so much our Sprouts, who they're only like this big, but um, for the rest of them, we actually encourage each of those groups to do church in circles. So it's actually very intentional. So probably many of you, there's a few kind of children's ministries people here that actually go and help on, on occasion or any here today, but probably for many of you, you don't have a clue how it runs. And that's okay, like doing different things. But, but in, our, in our younger children's ministry stuff and in XP3 as well, we actually encourage everyone to sit in circles, not rows. Because it's that, it's that opportunity that we have to process and to, to ask questions and to... Uh, to hear each other and to go, well, hang on a minute, I don't know. And it's exciting when people go, actually, I don't know. It's not a bad thing to ask questions. It's actually a neat thing to go, you know what, because if you don't ask questions, and if you don't push yourself or if you don't like, open up the Bible and study for yourself, then you, are you going to sell yourself short a little bit? Um, so from a kid's perspective, we actually are already doing that. We actually, we actually do that week in, week out in our 252 and, and Clubhouse um, and XP3, XP3 and 252 especially. That's, what, that's, that's the format that we run. And I think it can actually be um, just the same for, for us adults um, you know, and, and, and senior students as it can be for our younger people where, where life can be much better in circles. Life can, life can actually happen, spiritual life can actually um, much happen, much happen uh, you know what I mean. I don't even, I'm not even going to try and say that again. Happen better in circles. Um, a few years ago, it's a few years ago now, I was actually in a small group. Now for those who have never experienced a small group or a life group or a community group and people have different names, don't care what you call them, but basically getting a few people, maybe six two, four, any, you know, anything more than one, but you know, six, eight, ten, whatever it might be, a small group of people sitting together in someone's home or somewhere comfortable, sharing life with each other, you know, just how you're going, what's been going on, how you're doing, that sort of thing, but also then opening up the Bible and just start finding God from the Bible. Um, and that's in prayer and a few things like that. That's basically like, I mean, you all different types of formats, but that's more or less what we're talking about, just for those who may have never, like, what is a small group, what's a life group, what's he talking about, that sort of thing. But I remember we were doing a, a small group a few years ago, and at the start of this, it was actually quite funny, at the start of the, at the, start of the small group, I'd, I'd just, to, just to lighten, the, lighten the, sort of the mood a little bit, I asked everyone, I said, 
I said, all right, everyone, we're going to go around the circle. There's about, I don't know, six or eight of us there. It might have even been ten. I said, we're going around the circle. I want everyone to give me one thing that's uh, not true about you and one thing that is true about you, and then everyone else is going to decide, right? Just something half funny, a bit like what Corb does up the front here, um, you know, just to get people giggling a little bit. Um, uh, particularly when you start talking about your parents, Corb, and that's like, it's, it's, always, it's always interesting. Um, sorry, Shirley. Uh, um, anyway, so I went around the circle, and this one guy, this one guy who... Ooh, his Christian experience was pretty, pretty thin. All right, so he, yeah, he sort of had some Christian background, but church wasn't on his radar. He actually followed a girl there, basically. That's why he was in a small group, because um, his girlfriend was, or you know, the person he wanted to become a girlfriend was. Uh, and, and as we got round to him, uh, all right, what's what's your what's one thing that's true about you, and what's one thing that's not? And I don't actually know what the thing that was true about him was that. But the thing that he said, one of his answers was that he had cancer, right? And now, everyone just burst into laughter, right? Because that was a pretty funny comment. And then all of a sudden, I had this, like, overwhelming thought, well, what if he does? Like, and what if he, like, and he didn't, all right? So it's just like, there's a story. But, but he didn't. But this guy, he, um, he, he, he said, oh, and I've got cancer. And that was pretty funny. Everyone was laughing. And... And then I thought, what if he didn't? What if this is his way to like tell everyone? And he's like wanting support for these people. And so we like quickly went, oh, oh, oh you know, what is it? What's the right answer? Oh, no, I haven't got cancer. And so everyone thought it was really funny. Um, but it, but in the process of that small group, he um, he really became close to God, and and became a you know a true follower of Jesus Christ. I guess in some ways the good but sad part of that story is, three or four years later, maybe four or five years later. He actually did get cancer. And, and, but, 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 he had a group of people around him that were there to support him. And we, even though we'd moved, um, we'd moved state at the time, uh, we, we were still very close to this guy and, and we were still able to support and he had other people around him to support. What I'm saying is, you can't get that in rows. You can't get that kind of support when you're sitting in rows. But when you're sitting in circles, when you're actually getting to know other people within your faith community, um, you can truly support people when they all, when people uh, find themselves in a, you know, in deep water, um, or if you find yourself in deep water, you have people who are immediately around you. If you're sitting in circles, if you're doing your church in circles, um, I want to uh, I want to go to a text in the Bible, Ecclesiastics chapter 4. So Ecclesiastics, uh, Corbin started off his, his little welcome thing with a few proverbs and all that sort of stuff. Solomon, uh, Solomon who's, who's the sort of the king of, the, you know, king of wisdom, the king of, of, um, you know, of, of, of proverbs and all that sort of stuff, he, he wrote Ecclesiastics. And this is what he wrote. Better are two... Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. In other words, if you get two people working side by side, you can often get more done together, collectively, than you can if there were two individuals working alone. Right? That's like, that just makes sense, right? That's not too spiritual, that's just, just common sense. I mean, it's in the Bible, but that's just like, you know. So it's, if you're building something, you know, there's a few builders in here, I know it's always like, give us a hand, hold this up while I nail that off. Or if you're... You know, it makes sense. Um, you can do things in a community, you can do things together with people 
quite often um, better when there's more than one. Two, uh, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. Then um, it goes on. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity the person who falls and has no one to help them. Uh, right, so we call Solomon pretty wise, right? Solomon, you know, the wisest man described by, the, by, by other Bible people as the wisest person who's ever lived. All right? But this is pretty common sense, you'd imagine, okay? okay? I know he's wise, but this is, hopefully most of us could get this concept, uh, even though we might not be as wise as he is. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity the one who falls and no, has no one to help them. Just this week, just this week I actually came across two different people within our wider community here at this school who are in pretty dire straits, I guess, um, situations, who are in, in some pretty deep trouble, you might say. Different, completely different circumstances, but two people who are, who are facing some pretty serious stuff. One person has a community around them. One person has people who are close to them, who, who can support, and that person is receiving like an enormous amount of support. Uh, there's all sorts of things that are happening for that person, you know, from physical to, you know, you know physical helping to the moral support, you know, the, the phone calls, the texts, all that sort of stuff. There are people all around that individual um, who are supporting. And I've come across a second person this week who is alone and, and is at the bottom, you know, sort of hitting rock bottom of, of, of the, her life and, and it's just, there's no one there. And you think, wow, like, you know, how can we help that person? How can we support that person? There's no one seems, it really seems like there's hardly anyone around for that person. And I guess, why do I mention that? When we can put ourselves in a community, like, I know, I know there's some people, I know some people, and, and I'm, I'm a bit like this when you, you know, sometimes you can walk into a church and you think, oh, I'm pretty shy, I'll just slip in the back, you know, come a little bit late, leave a little bit early, sit in the back, I like church, all that sort of stuff, but I'm a bit shy to talk to people. I get that. I understand that. I don't know people think, oh, I don't want all that touchy-feely stuff, right? You know, I get that, guys, particularly, oh, I don't want all that touchy-feely stuff. I get that too, all right? I'm not into that touchy-feely stuff and like holding hands and praying or something like that. That's all right. That just uh, gives you the creeps, okay? But if that's your thing, cool, all right? I'm not, not bagging that either, but just, yeah, that's all right. Um, but the support that we can give each other, um, I guess, needs to be a little bit deliberate. And... Uh, we probably need to be a little bit proactive if, if we want to take it to that next level. You know, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity the person who falls and has no one to help them up. Now, it could be, it could be about, this could be talking about anything and it's still relevant, okay? It could be talking about finances. If someone hits rock bottom finances, there's other people around them that can help them, maybe give them advice or maybe help them out, uh, you know, in their, in their immediate situation. It could be about health. You know, if someone ever falls down who's crook, who's ill, you know, spend some time in hospital or, or whatever it is, like, that's, that's pretty big. And, and you don't realise that you needed, you know, that it's such a big thing until you experience that. Uh, it could be morally. You know, maybe some people make some poor moral decisions and everything just goes pear-shaped. But if there's someone around to help you and maybe uh, support you in these times, then it's way better than if you have no one. In fact, in fact, not only is it good to help people when they've hit rock bottom, but it's a preventative thing as well. And if you can sit around in a small circle and you, you, you know, 
You know how like you can get yourself into some pretty serious trouble, but and when you get there, everyone goes, "Oh yeah, I could see that coming." And you think, "Well, that's nice, isn't it? Like, would have been nice if someone actually could have told me, like, you know, a few steps back uh, before it actually happened, uh, that that it, this was going to happen." And and there's other people around us that have had experience, or other people can see it coming. I'm not talking about being nosy and people like prying into your business and all that sort of stuff. But I'm talking about when it can be done in the right way in an environment where we actually support each other. And again, I'm not talking necessarily about that whole touchy-feely thing or whatever, but, but it's just like you're hanging out together and you have a respect for each other and, you can, and you're genuinely there for other people. We can do much better in circles than we can often do in rows. Um, I'll go to the next verse 12 of Ecclesiastes and it says here though one may be overpowered two can defend themselves though one may be overpowered what, what would the word I mean when we talk about overpowered there's probably, probably not too many of us today like are overpowered as in someone comes up and steals your handbag or you know <laughs> knocks you off your perch in any physical way but what, was, what would be a word that we could put it there instead of overpowered that many of us experience today. Did I hear overwhelmed? Is that what I heard? Yeah. All right. Many of us find ourselves in situations where we become overwhelmed with life. And again, it could be, could be factors that could be decisions we made or it be, could, be, could be decisions that other people make or it could be just completely just circumstantial. We find ourselves in situations where we're just completely overwhelmed. And it's just like, where do I go from here? And particularly if you're if if you experienced that and you're in a bit of a rough, you know, in a bit of a rough place, in a bit of a dark place, like it, it's actually hard to make logical and, and, and rational decisions. It's actually like you, you get a bit clear and you think, oh, what am I doing? How do I get that? Other people around you can go, well, this is what you've got to do. Step one. It's like, oh wow, how did you how did you know that? You know, like how does that work? Well, it's a different perspective. Doing life in circles can be much better than doing life in rows. Um, you might think, all right, it could be, uh, could be any stage of life. Yeah, it could be when you know it could be something going on with your kids, and there's a lot of people here who don't have children who are sort of not much older than kids themselves. You know, senior students, all that sort of stuff. Um, we can all benefit from having other people around us who have been there, or other people around us who have a different perspective. We can all benefit from holding each other up. Two can defend themselves where one can't. A cord of three strands, the end of the year, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You get a few people, you get a few people together, it's going to be much better than trying to do life by yourself. It just is. And for those people who have experienced doing life in circles, doing, you know, doing a faith, doing church in circles, doing a small group, doing a life group, whatever you want to call them, um, yeah, okay, there might be some people who had some bad experiences and, and you know, you hear the horror stories, oh, it becomes a gossip thing and any prayer request and that sort of the gossip sort of line or whatever, like, all right, but you've got to trust the people who you're with and, and, and it's not, and that's why I guess they, why you do, why we, I guess, encourage people to have a small group of people who, who they trust and who they um, uh, want to be, you know, want around and feel comfortable to do it. Uh, now, I guess the other thing on top of all that is... Um, you know, it comes when it comes to studying the Bible. When it comes to the to the to really opening up the Word, like we 
we'll open the Bible here every time at Refresh. We'll talk about, you know, a, a principle. We'll talk about, you know, like we've done here today. Open up to Ecclesiastics, read it out. We can share that, try and put some application onto that, uh, all that sort of thing. But if you, if you really want to get close to God, like this is only touching, this is only scratching the surface. This is only just touching the sides of, of, of being a Christian. You've got to go a bit deeper. Um, and it's, it's really easy, particularly as, as we get bigger here at Refresh, and, and not that I care about the numbers so much, but you know what? God cares about every number. You know what I'm saying? God cares about every person, and hopefully we can reach more and more people um, for Jesus Christ, and that more and more people are going to be able to appreciate what Jesus has to offer through the ministry of Refresh, and not through the ministry of Neil at Refresh, but through the ministry of what you guys are able to do at Refresh, and the different roles that we all play. Um, and, and I guess as we, as we do that, I guess in some ways, for those people who are, who are solid Christians, who, who yep, I've got a faith in Jesus Christ, all that sort of stuff, or even if you're not really a bit shaky, still not so sure, we can all still play a part in helping other people. Um, you know, helping other people find Christ, and it's, and it's much, much, much easier to do that in a small group, in a, in a circle, where we can actually open up the Bible, where we can read something and think, you know what? And I, I guess this is a little pet hate of mine. All right? This is probably, if there's a pet hate, this is one of them that I have in, in, in my job as a pastor, chaplain, whatever. And my pet hate is this, okay? And maybe this resonates with you and maybe you think, oh, no, he hates me. I don't hate you, but I just hate when I see this, all right? And that's when people say to me, I could, never, I could never run a small group or I could never be a part of a small group or I could never help someone else come to Christ or whatever that might look like because I don't know enough about Jesus or I don't know enough about the Bible. And you might be thinking... That's me, all right, okay? All right, if you do, I'll, I'll forgive you just this once. But, uh, but like, to me, like, like, open up the Bible, and, and Jesus himself actually says, I will give you the Holy Spirit. He will be the one that will come and help you understand. Um, and if you don't know what the Holy Spirit is, if you're that green, you know, don't even know what the Holy Spirit is, that's okay, just Google it or something like that. You'll find the answers, all right? Like, just, we can work out what, like, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to know everything there is to know to be able, you know, to, to be able to still sit around with three or four friends or five or six friends or whatever it might be and just go, let's just find out about Jesus. Um, and if you're really still unsure, then more than happy to help, more than happy to go, hey, here's a few, direct, here's a few pointers, here's a few directions. Like, don't be put off. Don't be put off by sharing Jesus with other people just because you don't think you have it all together or just because you think that you've still got a few things you've got to sort out. Newsflash, we all have stuff we need to sort out, all right? Like, we don't have to be good enough, we don't have to be perfect enough, we can still be pretty rough around the edges when it comes to our spiritual walk, but still be so used by Jesus Christ, still be so used by the Holy Spirit and are still able to help other people see Jesus. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's not us that actually makes it happen, it's the Holy Spirit. Um, so that's, that's my little pet hate. When people say, oh, I'm not good enough to run a, a small group or I'm not good enough to be a part of a small group or I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not, not bagging you for it, but don't let that stop you. Don't let that, don't let that be the thing that goes, oh, well, when, I, when I know enough, then I'll be able to be a part of that. You'll never know enough to have it all together. We're never going to be good enough to have it all together, all right? So just put that aside. Neil doesn't like it, so you can just get over it. Okay, that'll be good. Um... When we, I guess just in finishing up, I guess there is an there a, a important part 
I guess, for all of us to play, to play in this whole community. You know, we talk about when people come to Refresh, they become part of our Refresh family, even if you visit once, you know, and if this is your first time, you know, now you're part of the Refresh family, even if we don't see you again for six months or whatever it is, that's okay. All right. We'd love, to, we'd love to have you part of here, but you know what? I can stand up the front here, and, and I guess in some ways I'm paid to talk. All right? I'm paid to be religious, I'm paid to, to preach, I'm paid to read the Bible, I'm, pray, I'm paid to pray. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, if, and if I was the only one sharing Jesus, if I was the only one praying for you, if I was the only one that sort of opened the Bible for you and, and you, that's the only place you got your Bible, like, do you really want to be part of a church like that? Do you really want that there's only one Christian, you know, or only one religious person, in, you know, that only one person that talks Jesus in the whole community? Or would you rather be part of a community where everyone was doing that? And everyone was real genuine about, look, oh, I don't really know a whole heap about the Bible, but if you've got a few questions, I'd love to sit down. And if we don't know it, yeah, we'll Google it. Or no, whatever you want to Google it, just Google it. But you never know what you find. Um, but if there's a few of you sitting around, then, then start asking questions. Start finding out for yourself. Um, if, you know, wouldn't you rather be part of a community, community where, where there's a whole heap of people, as soon as you walked in, you knew that people had your back. You knew that, hey, why don't you come and join us? Well, look, we've got a few, you know, we've got three or four people we meet every Tuesday night. Do you want to come? And even if they don't start with, just keep asking. Now, I know that, again, that might seem scary to you, um, but I would, would, in, I would so encourage that to happen. Like, Again, I'm paid to pray, I'm paid to talk. I could run a small group, like, but my small group here at the moment is like 100-odd people, all right? So I can't, you know, it's not, it's not really a small group, right? It's got to be something that you guys take on. Um, and I know there's, there's, everyone's busy, I get that. Like, uh, you know, we've, we've all got jobs, we've got stuff we've got to do at night, we've got, there's a whole range, and we can go through, there's a list of legitimate reasons why we can't be part of a small group. Uh, I get that. But I also know the people who are part of a small group, are just as busy and have just as many legit, legitimate reasons why they, why they can't do it. Um, so I'm just saying, think about the priorities and think about maybe bumping up the priorities in your life to saying, you know what, I wouldn't mind taking this to the next level. I wouldn't mind not only being a, having people support, maybe even being a preventative measure, so if ever I did find myself in a bit of a spot that I have someone that I can actually call on, that I've already built my network, instead of just falling off the perch one day and then just, like, no one cares. All right, but there's people around you, so you be a little bit deliberate in that. And at the same time, maybe we can look around for those people who, who do have a faith or have you know, even a small faith or even what they might consider themselves a small faith, to be able to go, you know what, I would be keen to have a look around and try and see who I could include in my circle so that I could do ministry together. Sitting in rows is all right, all right? Like, you know, that's, we do that, we come here and we worship, we worship in rows, I think it's a fantastic, I'm not saying don't come to refresh... But sitting in circles can add something much, much better. Much, I would say better, but maybe an extra uh, compared to sitting in rows. What I've got here, uh, I'm going to ask Simo and his band of helpers that he probably hasn't thought about yet, but um, to hand out, a, what I've got is a, um, I'll grab one of them, the, the little form that Dale handed out or showed up before. Um, I'll leave them all there for you, Simo. Um, Someone's just going to hand them out, maybe just pass them along the road, it's a bit like school really, isn't it? Like, you take one, pass it on, all that sort of stuff. Um, but don't have to fill that, all right? It's like, no pressure, no stress, okay? We're not here to, like, you know, take pictures of you, right? He didn't fill one out or she never said, you know. It's completely over to you, there's no pressure on this. 
But I would love for you to consider. I would love for you to have the opportunity to. Uh, think about, hmm. could I do church in circles, not just rows? Could I pull this off? Could there be, could there be an opportunity to, to go that extra, to, to, to bring my spiritual journey to another level? Um, to, is there an opportunity that I might have that, yep, I know I'm busy, but I'm going to make this a priority, and, and I know there might be people who turn up to refresh who... Yeah, may may only just come every now and then, or 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 this is their first time, and they're sort of they're really looking for an opportunity to to get to know other Christians, and to to sort of try and piece that together. Um, if you would be interested in that, just a quick little survey here: name, email, phone number. That's just so we can contact you. Real quick, real easy. You can read the you can read the survey, but. Do you currently participate in a life group? Why would we call them life groups? I'll tell you why we've called them life groups. You can call it Bible study, you could call it small group, and I don't care what you call yours. So I've called it life group. reason is because I love to be able to share life together. All right, so it's more, than just, it's more than just a Bible study. It's more than just a prayer time, although that's all included or probably all going to be included. But what it's about is how do I put this into practice? How do we do life together? How can I support each other in this journey? Um... Do you currently participate in a life group? Yes, no. Would you be interested? Yes, no. And as Dale mentioned before, what hinders you from being part of a life group? And if there are some things that you go, oh, I'd love to be, but I've got little kids and they need to be in bed by 6.30 or 7 o'clock or something like that. Like, hey, we potentially could come up with some ideas of where that might actually be still possible, okay? So don't... So just be honest. Don't, don't dismiss it. Um, just because there's... You think there's some big things. Uh, there are maybe... There may be some other people in this room that also... Uh, um, be in that same situation. Now, how this is going to work. Basically, we'll hand these forms. There's a box at the front on near the donation box thing over there. There's a, just a cardboard box. Throw that in there. Um, there's no obligation, okay? So even if you say, I'm interested, it doesn't mean you have to. Uh, but basically, we'll just try and... We'll, we'll contact you and we'll just try and shuffle around and say, look, here's a whole group of people who would like to be. And the other thing which I really, 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 really... So just listen to this, really want to do is even if is to say if you did if we did start up a couple of different groups okay and I know there's some there's there's I know there's like at least half a dozen or more groups that are already happen within this community with all, already happening within this refreshed community okay that's cool and they'll continue but if we start up a few new ones the other thing to really remember is no obligation okay it sounds like oh, commercial now I know there's no stake notes or anything like that but there's no obligation you can turn up for two or three weeks and then go nah not really my thing or nah didn't like him or he's you know he spoke too much or whatever it might be um, that you can go, nah, it's cool, no, no judgment, who cares? I don't really care, but you, know. but you know, if you pull out, it doesn't matter. Okay, so I just want to keep that in mind. It's not like we're going to lock ourselves into, uh, but this is basically just a little expression of interest. Who'd be keen to, to start something up? Because I'd love to see, I'd love to see um, people doing church in circles, not just in rows. I actually came across a stat the other day, um, was a church over in the States, one of these mega churches, not that we were a mega church or even want to be a mega church or like that, but, but it was an interesting statistics. And it's a church where there's, you know, there's thousands of people turning up each, each weekend to their regular church service. Now, like I'm talking, you know, 10, 15,000 people at one church. And you think, oh, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. Obviously, you must be doing something right. But the stat that really got to me was that they had more people in small group ministry during the week than actually turned up on weekends. I went, oh, wow. They saw the value and put the effort in and saw the value that, you know what, life 
can really, lives can be really changed in circles and it doesn't have to always be in straight rows. Think about that. Again, no obligation, expression of interest, not locking you into anything, don't feel trapped, all those sort of things. But we'd love, you know, and when it comes to resources and different things like that, we can help out with stuff like that. Like, again, that's what we get paid to do. We should do that. Uh, but we'd love to see um, people develop and grow and connect themselves. But we'd also like to see other people looking out for those people who might be new to this community. Uh, and it's a great opportunity to actually, you know, some people, some people would say, oh, I, I, I'm interested in this God stuff, but there's no way you're going to get me to church. Often people say that, you know, there's no way you'll get, even at refresh, oh, it's too scary, there's, you know, you walk in and there's all these people and, oh, well, why don't you come and we just meet up and we open the Bible and just chat about it on a Tuesday night? Oh, I could do that, right? So there's all different people who are at different places and there's different opportunities to really share Jesus in a special way, I believe, in circles, not just straight rows. Think about it. Like I said, there's a box at the, um, box at the door. It's over to you. No pressure, not the high-pressure sales here, but I just think there's some fantastic opportunities. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. If either of them falls down, one can help them up, but pity the person who falls and no one, and has no one to help them up. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. You know, you did small group stuff. You had a dozen in your little group there for a while um, and taught them and, and, and mentored them and helped them through and, and they gained a whole heap of insight that just they could never gain in their regular setting. Um, I pray that we might be challenged by that. I pray that we might have a good think about that. There's always obstacles to overcome. We set our lives up that they're... We're always busy and we're often busy doing great things. We've got kids or we've got assignments at school or we've got, um, you know, sports or act health. You know, great, healthy, good activities, but sometimes it can get so busy and hectic that we it's a struggle to fit you in. And I pray that we can be challenged by that. I pray that you can tap us on the shoulder, that you can maybe um, help us with our priorities and maybe face our fears sometimes and even if we're a 16 year old or a 60 year old or whatever it is that we can um, maybe find an opportunity to meet with people who are like us you know if you if we're 16 to meet with other 16 year olds or if we've got young kids that's whatever it might be Lord that you might put that sort of um, impression on us that we will uh, that we will be really keen to come closer to you and, and take this to the next level thanks Lord amen thank you everyone